I will do. We're live right now, actually. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Divi Chat. It's episode 78.012346. Just thought I'd have a little bit of fun. We'll have a change log on that. I am going to go ahead and grab the link for David. Share this link today. We're talking... It says live on YouTube in the chat, so I found it. Yeah, all right, cool. We are some aggressive typing. <laughs> we're going to talk about some jQuery today, and we have some jQuery experts there. And according to my screen, they're like an L, or or, or maybe I should say, when I'm looking at the YouTube, everyone except me and David. <laughs> there's me and Leslie, uh, and then everybody over to the right can be a jQuery expert uh, on YouTube. So. I don't think I'd call myself a jQuery expert, but the other three, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves before we get started. And we're going to go with ladies first. Hi, Leslie. Hi, um, I'm Leslie Burnell, uh, the girl in her Mac. Um, I'm a designer uh, down here in Texas, and you can find me at a girl in her Mac dot design. Fantastic. And I am going to go with David Elster. <clears throat> Hi, my name is David Elster. I'm a freelance web developer. Um, you can, uh, I recently bought davidelster.me. So it'll take you to my LinkedIn if you want to connect. That's new, right? Um, that's it. Davidelster.me. I love it. Woo! We got to say Hello, that. Hello, SJ. Evening, Governor. Uh, my, my name's SJ and I'm a jQuery holic. It's been three hours since my last jQuery. <laughs> and uh, it's good to be here. And I'm, all, I'm also sick. So if you see me going down towards my computer, I'm not like looking at myself. I'm just wiping my nose. Those are the well, jQuery withdrawals, right? Yeah. <laughs> Starting to get the shakes a little bit. Well, I, <laughs> exactly. I have to tell you, it, sick or not, I'm loving the hair with the up thing. So uh, should we just you know. should we make it more? Should we? Yeah, I think we it, accent this. Got some boogers yeah. in there, brother. Brother Terry, how you doing? I'm doing good, brother David. Thank you. My name is Terry Hale. I am also in Texas, just outside of Dallas, and I do web development, kind of like. Mr. Elster was saying freelance. I don't have a website because I'm not enough of a designer to actually have one up. If you want to see it, it's under construction. So uh, that's what I do. I'm not a jQuery holic like SJ Fourth thing. He's probably throwing up right now. Uh, but yeah, I love to code. That's what I do. So that's about me. Thanks for having me. I'm super glad you're here. here. Hey, Tim. Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here, and I'm broadcasting also from Texas, right outside of Austin. And you can find me online at divilife.com, timstreifler.com, and wpgears.com, which David and I just launched. It's the new home of our other podcast, WP the Podcast. Boom. Boom. I'm busy. Man, busy, busy. And my name <laughs> is David Blackman. Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP Gears. Super glad to be here. Going to talk about a little jQuery today, and I'm going to throw this out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it over to my good buddy SJ, and let him kind of tell people what jQuery is. Sorry, Tim, 
I figure SJ might be able to. I was going to say, yeah, this is like hard. a massive corner on him. I love I love while I go cry. I love him, but you know, let's toss it over to SJ. It was either going slide cards ready. He's got like everything written down. It's okay. Um, The last hour, I was only preparing for this moment, but you know, it's fine. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. Totally joking. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) No, SJ shouldn't find it. He's definitely more qualified. Um, Okay. Um, so jQuery is a JavaScript library that lets you use CSS syntax to uh, write JavaScript. Um, it's incredibly well uh, maintained. It's cross-browser compatible um, like a machine. Um, it's very, very popular. It was one of the, uh, it came out rough. Well, it's, it started to become popular around around the same time that CSS style sheets rather than inline CSS and table um, HTML became popular, so it's it's got a wide following, a huge, um, you know, um, the documentation and things like that on it are just you know second to none. Um, it's an, it's a it's a great example of how to do a, a JavaScript library well. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, David, did he get it right? Did he miss anything? Um, yeah, I mean that's it. It's a uh... It's like a, the library is based on writing shorthand JavaScript, things that would take you thousands of lines of code you can do in 20. So there's that. Um, and things that are uh, the syntax or like uh, are just really hard to do in vanilla JavaScript, like Ajax requests are um, trivial. In so. awesome. Well, I know that, you know, lately we've been, SJ and I have been doing quite a few webinars and stuff. So I've been able to watch him utilized jQuery live now quite a few times and I think what jumps out at me is the um, the amount of code that is that it takes using jQuery versus CSS and the and the simplisticness of that process so my question I guess my first question is going to be is it hard to learn jQuery because to me it seems like it's kind of difficult to learn. Don't jump in all in here at once now. I know names, by golly. Well, I'm a firm believer that you can learn anything on the internet. There's a website, you might have heard of it, called YouTube.com. And you can literally learn anything under the sun. You could probably learn how to do heart surgery. Um, I don't know what David's doing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently learned how to clip a dog's toenails on YouTube. So completely support your, your theory. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's, you could Google, you could YouTube, you can, you know, code Academy, lots of great places. Um, Stack overflow. Stack right. overflow is another great one. And then if well, you want something a little more guided, um, I think I've heard of a course out there for Divi specifically called something around along the lines of transforming Divi with SJ's jQuery, SJQuery, something like that, right? I do yes. not hear good things, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I'm a well, member. I, I know, nice. I know for me, I'm going to be the first one to admit I don't know jQuery. I don't know JavaScript. Learning CSS and how to manipulate CSS was not too terribly difficult. Is jQuery, does it fall in line as, as simple as that? Uh, I'm going to totally uh, vote no, 
because yeah, uh, I, I think when you learn jQuery, the way to do it is to learn JavaScript. And then um, along the way, you learn how to use jQuery as like shortcuts to do things that you would do in JavaScript. And that's so that you're talking about like functional programming at this point, where CSS is just styling. It's not a programming language. Um, so I think CSS is okay. trivial. I don't want to say like, I don't want to say trivial. Uh, but in, in comparison, it's, it's like you're, they're apples and oranges. Don't, don't be hating, Dave. Don't be hating. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people will, will refer to will CSS as code. Like, They'll say, yeah. oh, give me some CSS code. But it's not code where jQuery JavaScript is, is actually coding. <laughs> CSS is markup. I will take a slightly alternative view where I will say that if uh, if JavaScript, if vanilla JavaScript is is cocaine, then jQuery is a gateway drug to JavaScript. So <laughs> I found that learning JavaScript helped uh, learning jQuery even helped me understand JavaScript. Whereas when I first looked at JavaScript, I was it was I was in the matrix, you know, I couldn't really make sense of it. Whereas once I've then gone away and learned jQuery, I can now look at JavaScript and go, okay, well, that makes sense. I know what it's trying to do. Um, so, but I also think that if you're more familiar with a CSS syntax, um, then moving over to JavaScript through jQuery is quite a familial leap. And also there's a... Um, there's a design principle called the principle of least astonishment where um, essentially you should be able to guess what to do, right? And jQuery is a, is a model example of that. So if, for example, you know how to hide an element with jQuery, then you already know how to show an element with jQuery. If you know how to prepend an element, you already know how to append an element because it just, it's, you can, you can guess rather than have to go through documentation trying to find the right methods. Um, because it's so straightforward in terms of it's what you think it should be. So you could test it and find yourself right quicker than you could go through all of the documentation. Or at least that was my kind of um, experience with jQuery. Whereas JavaScript, I was like, I don't understand any, any of this. I don't, I don't know what it says. I can't work out what it's trying to do. jQuery looks like it's doing what it's, what it's doing. Awesome. I'm going to just kind of throw questions out there because that's about all I could do. What are some, what are some of the advantages of going with like jQuery using jQuery? What are some of the advantages and disadvantages or if there are any? As opposed to what? Well, you know me, I'm throwing. Okay. Let's say, but you're telling me it's two different things. So go ahead, Terry. Uh, if you can wrap your head around a concept like this, then instead of a super huge, large style sheet, you could actually write jQuery to style your page uh, based on what content is in it. When you can search for uh, certain tags or post types or whatever, and then style it like that. Um, that's not your typical approach, but I mean, that's... If you want to do stuff on the client side instead of serving a whole bunch of stuff to the client, I mean, that's one thing you can do. Next. <laughs> so I think if you, <clears throat> the advantage over like vanilla JavaScript is, uh, I mean, well, let's start with the disadvantage. Uh, the biggest disadvantage is the size. The library is huge, but uh, that's not relevant in Divi because 
jQuery is, uh, I think, part of WordPress core. And if not, at least it's uh, added by Divi, right? So if you have Divi in your stack, you, you've got jQuery already. Um, so uh, the biggest advantages are going to be speed uh, in terms of development and um, length of code. Like, you just have to write, it takes you, like I said, 20 lines of code to do something that caught, would be hundreds or thousands in vanilla JavaScript. Right. Is it hard? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of think you would do like what SJ said, especially if you're not already really a developer or have a coding background. Uh, to those aren't, that aren't in that camp, I think what SJ said about just looking at jQuery and recognizing how to manipulate styling or the fact that you can add elements into your page um, would make a lot more sense. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's still, I mean, it's less of a thing now, but leading up until recently, there were still things that certain browsers just wouldn't do. Whereas jQuery was built with the eye on cross-browser compatibility. So you would have to write separate, um, separate codes for definitely Internet Explorer, probably a few of the other browsers, whereas jQuery has a slightly more kind of um, cross-browser aim. So when you write it once, it works everywhere was, was kind of the aim. And because it's in uh, a familiar uh, syntax with CSS elements being targets and you know things like that, um, as David said, you could write a, a couple of lines of jQuery for what would be a, a, a shit ton of, of vanilla JavaScript, you know. And that that problem that you were saying with browser compatibility still exists in JavaScript, uh, like in ES6, the new syntax. You still, um, if you want to support any anything other than the evergreen browsers, you still have to like transpile it back to, you know, ES5. Um, so, I mean, that still exists. And jQuery does handle browser compatibility, which is huge. So what are the things that y'all do with jQuery with Divi? Like you make modules, you make plugins. What What is it that, that it lets you guys do? You can override Divi's default JavaScript processing or jQuery processing. Uh, I'll do that. Uh, All right, I, I have a question, which I think, so, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Leslie, your question. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm trying to remember what topic. With, with, with Divi, with all the modules, plus, you know, bringing WordPress plugins, when would someone need jQuery? So, yeah, I guess when and why is my question. What are some examples of, of how jQuery can be used when you already yeah. have, you know, this huge portfolio of modules at your fingertips? Um, DOM manipulation after the fact. So um, if you don't want to get into the territory where you're copying loads of templates into a child theme or to try and override functionality from, let's use WooCommerce as an example, um, the layout of a WooCommerce page, unless you want to then, copy all of those templates and template parts into a child theme and then adjust them in the PHP. Um, you can adjust them in jQuery, which is essentially happening after the page loads. So they'll load exactly where they're supposed to be the first time. And then you can quite literally say, right, move that there, move that here, load this after that. 
and restructure the HTML document with jQuery. So there's no limit to people saying, oh, I don't, I'm not happy with the way this page is structured, then change it. You can, you can easily change it with jQuery with just potentially the same six or seven lines of jQuery just repeated with different targets. Yeah, exactly. Another example of that is the way that some people don't like the default post layout. They'd rather have the title up top and maybe even the metadata before that. You don't have to create a new PHP ah. template for that. You can use jQuery on your page to rearrange those DOM elements. Like it's like its own builder. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, Leslie. It's, <laughs> you can, I mean, you could almost say all you have to do is address the elements on your page and get them to do stuff, move around. It's, it's almost like a, a coding page builder kind of thing. Yeah, so, jQuery was the first page builder. <laughs> <laughs> so in that case, then, when would you want to use PHP, you know, a custom uh, template opposed to doing jQuery? Is it just so that clients can then make changes? Or if, like, as a front-end developer, if clients are not ever going to be editing stuff, does it always make sense to use jQuery? Or is there a time where PHP would make sense? No, no one wants to use PHP, Tim. That's the <laughs> <Yeah>. first <laughs> Uh, no, um, it depends on how much code you want to maintain. You could write a jQuery file that just um, is quite literally just a custom file in a child theme that does everything you need it to, or you could maintain 20 or so different PHP parts. If it was for my own site for the sake of load times and things like that, um, I would write it in PHP. But if it was if a client is paying a certain amount of money um, and I don't want to get into adjusting all of those those PHP files, then I'd use jQuery. Um, there are things to bear in mind. So if you're, if you're running on a, a low bandwidth, then you're going to get um, a visible page readjustment. So it's probably going to load the first time and then an ever so slightly second load where things move around. A perfect example of that is Divi's, um, and that's the same as JavaScript. It's not a jQuery thing. Um, but a perfect example of that is the Divi header. jumping header issue, which yeah. is JavaScript loading ever so slightly after the HTML document. Oh. Um, so it's, it's just, it, it's, it all depends on the project and kind of how much time you want to put into it, how much code you want to maintain. But I'd say seven times out of 10, I use jQuery over um, editing PHP. So the, was, the is, go ahead. I was just going to say that's that was what I was thinking about as far as using jQuery and JavaScript. And by the way, I don't think we actually said this, but jQuery is a JavaScript library. So it's they're not two different things. It's just anyway, uh, the only one of the disadvantages by of using jQuery is like SJ was saying is that you get served the content and then your browser has to run that code. So you get that foul page gets fouled up that flash of unstyled content uh normally I'm, if yeah so with so. with modern technology we you know we have faster internet connections faster browsers faster servers do you think more the the front-end javascript you know loading is going to become more and more useful 
and we don't have to worry as much about that, that loading times as you're, you're talking about, or is that not going to really make a difference? I think we're kind of, it's going to go off into a tangent if we go down that path. But so uh, currently PHP is relegated to things that like, what do you need from the database? Like the content of this post, right? Like the content of this page, this template that you've built in Divi, you pull that content from PHP and then you can manipulate it with uh, JavaScript or, or jQuery, right? Um, but WordPress is kind of pushing us towards, you can, even right now, you can use the WP REST API to pull the stuff, the content of a page, the content of uh, something that you've built in Divi uh, into a template uh, with just JavaScript. So as we go forward, PHP is going to drop off, right? But um, currently, PHP is like relegated to what do I need from the database? Let PHP give me that thing, and then I'll, what I'll what I'm going to do with it is done in JavaScript. David, what what is it about PHP that sucks that makes people want to use JavaScript? <laughs> well, uh, let me let me no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> let the man speak. Don't don't put yourself there. Yeah. Um, besides just like technical debt, like PHP is kind of a dead language. Uh, verbosity is a big one, right? Like um, PHP to do if like how we say vanilla JavaScript will take you hundreds of lines to do something in jQuery that might take 20 um, to do the same thing in PHP. You're looking at thousands and thousands of lines, right? Um, even the most basic things like template strings don't exist. So you have to, if you want to like concatenate some variables into a string, you, you have to do this manually. Like everything in PHP is doing things by hand that in a, there's no room in a modern workflow to be doing literally everything by hand. So we're, it's just technical debt. Do you think there's value in um, server-side code then? Because like one of the things, one of the main differences for me against jQuery versus PHP would be that things that I'm doing in PHP remain my code, whereas everything I'm doing in JavaScript is essentially there for the taking if somebody was so inclined to go and look at how it's done. So do you think there is value in kind of the, the server side loading of content over jQuery and JavaScript? Um, essentially no, because everything that you would want to protect is, uh, is client side. It's the things that you show people. There's not a lot of server side stuff that you're trying to like, well, like what PHP code are you really trying to hide from people? And then even then, um, JavaScript can be server side. So, uh, and we're seeing more and more of that, but I think we're getting really far away from jQuery uh, and Divi, but like just the idea that you're going to try to hide things from the user. I feel like most of the stuff that you would want to hide is stuff that you expose to them in the front end anyway. And, uh, and again, even if you, that's not true, JavaScript can do the back end stuff. Right. I, I guess my point would be um, other designers knowing how exactly the, the sausage roll is made may stop people coming to to me the sausage roll maker would be my example i'm not threatened by that are you are you genuinely are you playing devil's advocate or are you genuinely right about this well whenever I, I'm, somebody, ter I'm terrified yeah. no, I, I am, whenever, when everybody whenever anybody installs one of your plugins they see how the sausage is made right like they can just go to in the wordpress admin panel alone plugins edit and they see your source code right so um, sausage, sausage, sausage. yeah exactly whether that whether the sausage uh is being made in php or javascript i don't think that's relevant can someone just make the part where leslie went sausage 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 into a gift please <laughs> yeah i was looking for something like that <laughs> we all need that in our lives 
Oh, I had a really good question. I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just awesome. thinking. Does anybody in the chat have questions? I don't have that. Well, I don't. Oh. One person did ask a question, and I'm going to read it. I know David answered it, and I appreciate that in the chat. But in, in the event that somebody's listening to the podcast, uh, it might be a good answer. Somebody asked, Mike asked, can jQuery help the page speed? And David answered, not in a significant way. You've already loaded the page before jQuery comes into effect, which they kind of touched on and stuff as well. But what what about if you take, say you did something with vanilla JavaScript and then you instead did it with jQuery because you have just a few lines or does that not matter because the jQuery library is already there? Code is still getting executed no matter how you write it. So, so it really just saves the writing, not the loading. Yeah, yeah, jQuery is simply an interface into executing JavaScript code that's going to be executed anyway. So, so the, there is bloat in um, executing Java, jQuery code, though. Loading the jQuery library itself is bloat, obviously. And then, like, so uh, one of the, the most common things you do in jQuery is uh, select a DOM element, right? Like, you uh, do, like, the dollar sign and then your selector, right? And the JavaScript equivalent to that would be, like, get element by ID or .query selector. Um, and so if you do it in vanilla JavaScript, you return the node element, which is a, like the HTML element that can, like, it's just markup of HTML, right? Whereas if you do it in jQuery, it actually returns a jQuery object, which is a JavaScript object, um, which has a lot more, uh, it's more robust by design because you want to be able to do jQuery functions on it. And so there is weight to that, but, um, I don't feel like that's significant when we're talking about using Divi and WordPress because you've got all this other bloat. Like it's not a significant amount of bloat percentage-wise in like a, a stack that includes WordPress or Divi. Right, right. And that made me just think that with jQuery, you can literally have any element on your page become actionable, whether it's animation or it actually triggers some other action on the page or a, an Ajax request back to the server, anything like that. I think I think kind of like the, if, if you're tuning in for something that says jQuery with Divi, you're probably interested in like specifically what use could this be to you as like a Divi designer or developer. And I think the big thing is interactivity. If you want to do animations, you can probably do them with CSS, but to trigger the animations, you probably want to use jQuery. So mm -hmm. uh, for example, scroll effects, you're going to, you can add a class to something when you scroll so far, scroll to it into view or past it or whatever. Um, and then you can do the animation in CSS or you can use like a JavaScript animation, that's fine. But usually you relegate that to CSS. Um, but like this, a scroll trigger is something that you would use in jQuery or something like the accordions or the toggles. Like you want some of them open, some of them closed, uh, you know, by default, or you want some kind of trigger to open, like say you want a button that opens all of them. Like you, you have a frequently asked page questions page and it's an accordion and you want to just have a button that says open all, right? That would be uh, something you would use jQuery for. Okay, so I have a question. Like on the Divi chat site, you you wrote that script that has um, the four corners. That's a, an example of jQuery, right? Or no? Right, so that's exactly what I was saying. Like. Um, with jQuery, uh, the scroll trigger, there's no CSS scroll trigger. CSS can't tell how far you scrolled, right? So uh, what we did for, and that, if you uh, aren't familiar, if you go to divi.chat, the website for this podcast, you'll see uh, if you scroll down the page a little bit, there's like four 
big uh, comic images that Leslie made and they go to the corners when you scroll, so they get out of your way. Um, and so what I did was when you scroll, when you start to scroll, I've added a class to them that says, hey, pull into the corners. And that animation is done in CSS, but the scroll trigger itself that says, are we at the top, then bring them in. Are we scrolled past the top? Okay, then pull them out into the corners. That's jQuery. Okay, and I have and to it, say- as, And it's badass, anyway. <laughs> well, as somebody who only messes with CSS and HTML, um, I was able to like just kind of change the numbers of the stuff that he wrote. So there's parts that you can kind of decipher if you have some, you know, just CSS stuff. Um, I could, you know, there's certain things I didn't want to touch, so I didn't break it, but, but you recognize some things, you know. I have a question. So with Divi, where's the best place? So you're writing uh, jQuery. Where's the best place to put it in Divi? Because you have a code module, which you could put it, you have uh, an integration tab, you have a child theme. What, what's, what's best practice? I think between me, SJ, and Terry, you're going to get probably three different answers. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's, well, let's, let's see it. Let's, yeah. let's hear them. <laughs> You, you guys doesn't, should doesn't go it first. Depend? Doesn't it depend? What if it's just for that page? It does depend, but yeah, I, I, if it, if it's just for that page, then drop it in a code module. Um, if you're writing very, very small amounts of of jQuery, chuck it into script tags in the integrations tab. If you're writing significant amounts of jQuery that affects the entire site, then pop it into a child theme. Um, but it really does depend on what you're trying to achieve. Um, if you're just running one piece of jQuery in one pa on one page, um, you're not going to want to chuck that somewhere where it runs on every page if it's only affecting one. Um, so that would be a code module example. But if you're running something, for example, that affects the header and that's loading on every page, then put it somewhere where it loads on every page. You're getting a stink eye from David Elster up there. <laughs> I'm just that's analyzing okay. everything he says. Like, do I agree with that? Nah. You know, that's all right. Well, uh, all right, David. Then, okay. <laughs> not, I'm sure not the first time you've the been ball, asked the, the question. Your court. <laughs> Where would you put it? So, uh, I think it comes down to like um, speed, like actual performance, um, usability, like e ease of maintain, like maintainability, I guess, and um, like what basically what your purpose is for the jQuery, right? So. Uh, like if you were just gonna, if you would say, so you have like the Divi slider, for example. And uh, one of the things I did with jQuery recently was I made the left and right arrow keys flip through the slides, right? And they only have the one slider on the site. So I put a code module right below it. And then I, I wrote the jQuery for uh, triggering when you press the keys, right? Um, and I put that right below in your code module because I wanted the client to be able to go, how did he do that? Okay, here's the slider, here's the code module, I can see it. Um, if it was for me personally, I would have uh, put it in a child theme in a JavaScript file, and I would have um, enqueued it in the functions PHP uh, conditionally. So I would have said, if we're on this page, or if this page contains a slider, then uh, load this jQuery, because I don't want to load jQuery that triggers on arrow keys if we don't have a slider, right? Um, in terms of if you want, if you need to add jQuery to every page on your site, you could use the Divi integrations pane, the Divi what theme options, integrations, header, footer, whatever it might be. Um, and there's also, a, I don't think Divi gets rid of it, though there's a WordPress default uh, 
there's there should be like a custom JavaScript pane as well, right? Um, but uh, again, if you're going to use load it on every page, I would I would put it into its own JavaScript file in your child theme folder and enqueue that in your functions PHP. So it it depends on basically who's going to maintain it and where you're going to use it. So there is a lot of tutorials out there that um, a lot of people like me who don't code that do don't do that kind of code use. Um, and it's for the most part, it's like, okay, you put the CSS here and then put this in your functions PHP. That those bits are, are generally, is that jQuery or is that PHP? If, <laughs> if it goes in functions, I just confused it, myself. It, it at least has some part of PHP, PHP. Right? Yeah, I mean, you can wrap your jQuery in PHP, which is what you would do within a PHP file. Uh, Please, please don't write raw jQuery functions into your PHP, like yeah, that's... PHP and just dump, like, dump them into the page. Please don't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's not best practice. There is, um, there's some filters that are built into Divi as well. So if you use all underscores, ETPB, all fields, unprocessed, and then the slug of whatever your, um, the slug of the module. So for example, um, ETPB text, um, then you can filter into modules as well. So that would be a good way of, if you have just a module that you've adjusted with JavaScript um, or jQuery to attach that jQuery to the module itself. So regardless of which page it was loaded on, it would it would take the relevant code that it needs to work with it. That's incredibly useful. And I did not know that existed. Oh. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's one of those weird things that I came across as this uh, Divi create extension starts to kind of gain some speed. Oh, yeah. on GitHub. So it's has one, the latest yeah. um, developer, is that um, make it it's easier not actually, to it's, it's, into it or no? Yeah, it's, it's not actually a filter that's included in the, the hooks documentation, but um, it was included in one of the um, the issues on the GitHub repo. Um, so I just kind of stumbled across it and I tried it and it does work. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that again, I don't know a whole lot about jQuery. I'm not a programmer or anything, but having gone through some of these jQuery webinars that SJ has done, I see the power in it. And, you know, had it been around, had I known five years ago when I started WordPress and stuff, what I see him be able to achieve with jQuery is just mind blowing. It's stuff that I always visualized in my mind doing with a website, but with CSS, it just caved my head in and was very, very difficult and always changed. And just the ability to move the elements from a page around so easily with jQuery was really kind of um, amazing to me. So I highly encourage if you're a developer wanting to up your game, you know, take a look at jQuery, learn it. Because well, are you, you a developer if you don't know jQuery? Uh, who are you asking me? That's that's a whole nother Divi I mean, chat episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Um, and I think, I, I think the, the, on the course, especially kind of the, the aim is using jQuery for, for manipulating the page. It's about transforming Divi. So it's very much aimed at a designer who wants to use mm. code to write less CSS, but you know, jQuery is capable of so much more. Um, but if, if, if 
the design aspect is what gets you into learning the language, then great, because it's going to open the door to, you know, so much uh, more that it's capable of down the road. Gateway, right? Exactly. Tim's got it. (laughs) (laughs) I got a question. It's not specific to jQuery necessarily, but, you know, we talked about, you know, the best places to, to put scripts, jQuery or or JavaScript. Um, But what, so say you're, you're putting in a child theme, you can choose whether you want it loaded in the header or the footer, right? Is one better than the other? What's kind of best practice with that? If your code, if your code is executing on page load, you want to make sure that the DOM elements that your code is addressing are actually there and ready. So typically the footer is best if you're actually going to be manipulating stuff on the page or rearranging it because you'll get undefined element errors if the page isn't actually fully loaded yet. So if it tries to do something with an element that isn't on the page yet. Right. As long as you, as long as you wrap it in a document load, like a window load or document ready, or something, it shouldn't matter because it'll wait until all those HTML elements are on the page. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, and one of the things we're talking we like milliseconds here, right? Yeah, one of the things we do is, yeah, not very long at all. We talk about making sure that everything's wrapped in a document ready function just to make sure that the things that you're trying to manipulate are there before you're trying to manipulate them. Um, but I'd still say footer because I'd, I'm, I've always been taught that you shouldn't put anything in the head that doesn't need to be there and jQuery doesn't need to be there. So I would still put it in the footer anyway, regardless of when it's going to load. Yeah. So talking about the the Divi header glitch when the page loads, um, oh wow, everything shifted around. I'm seeing you guys in different spots now. It's throwing me off. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. Yeah, got the uh, big dogs at the top. Yeah. So SJ gave that example of of why that happens. Now, how would someone fix that? And is it possible to fix it with jQuery? I know SJ a while back you did a, a tutorial on how to do it um, by basically copying the CSS of what your customizer is doing right into your, your style sheet. Uh, but is there basically, is there a way to prevent that from happening kind of more programmatically? There's, there's ways of making it less obvious. There's no real way of preventing it entirely from happening. Cause what Terry was talking about earlier, a flash of unstyled content is that you, for it to work, you require the HTML or the document object model to load first and then jQuery runs in the browser to adjust it, right? But so there's always going to be a slight gap. It's not always visible the way it is in in Divi, and you'd hope it wouldn't be visible most of the time. The reason that that happens is because um, Divi is requiring the options being grabbed from the theme customizer. So it's actually um, the options saved in the theme customizer that are telling Divi which jQuery or JavaScript to output and then that's adjusting your layout based on the settings that you've put in there. So the fix that I came up with was to essentially, after that's loaded, um, just go into the the head um, of the the page, copy out the CSS there that's being generated through those options, and paste those straight into your CSS file. And the reason that that works is because now the flash of unstyled content is the exact same 
as the jQuery that's going to overload it or override it. So you no longer see an adjustment between what was there before and what's there after because they're now the same thing. But realistically, there's always going to be um, a small adjustment made, more visible on slow browsers and mobile phones and things like that, less visible on a decent internet speed. Um, but I mean, the, the alternative is to is to have the styles loaded at the same time, which if you're doing that, then you're not using JavaScript. Right on. It all, it all comes down to, it sounded good. <laughs> it, all, it all comes down to small trade-offs. For most people, that very, very small flash um, where the page adjusts is is worthwhile for the use of a page builder and the customizer to make those changes because people can't write that code. So what are those people going to do? What's, what's the lesser of two evils? Um, allow just that small adjustment of content or go away and spend three years learning to code. And, and the short of it is that uh, the difference, of course, is you have JavaScript, which is DOM manipulation, and then you have the, C the original CSS. So you have the, the JavaScript, the jQuery, rather, that is waiting for the CSS to be done, and then it changes it. So there has to, it has to wait for there to be the initial state before it can adjust it, and you're forced to see that, that flash. Yeah, it's never really bothered me, but it's something that, like, man, people just loathe that jumping header. <laughs> You know, I haven't I haven't experienced it as much in the past couple of years as as in the past, but I don't know. I guess it does still happen. Yeah, you probably just got so used to it, like I did. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't see it anymore. <laughs> it's like when you get used to a really bad smell in your house, you go like nose blind to it. <laughs> well, so okay. Well, I have a question then. Why? If that kind of issue, if that kind of little thing has been around in Divi for so long, is there a reason why maybe ET has not addressed it? Is it hard to fix that or something? I'm, giving not, some I'm not answering that one. <laughs> Other themes are addressing it. Other themes <laughs> are making jQuery work how it should work. So it's not impossible to address. I think it's a priority. Um, it just comes down to yeah, priorities oh, and, and okay. trade off. That's what I. That's what was in my brain. Was prioritization. So the the new features and dividers are priority. Basically. It's, it's, hey. it's getting that code to load at exactly the right time. So using the right functions with the you know the, the right um, being loaded at exactly the right time with the right. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Help me out. Um, you two know what I'm talking about. Um, can't help. <laughs> Here's what I'll say to that. It hasn't slowed their sales down any, that's for sure. So, oh, geez, it's more life than sales. Yeah, it must not be that big of a deal. I think it's, I think it's something they could, that they could easily fix, but I've chosen not to by way of like how their customizer works because that's really the the meat of the problem right like the customizer code you have the initial header size and then you have the fixed header size and the customizer css isn't um so you get like the default divi loads and then your customizer uh default header size loads 
and then like JavaScript readjusts it, like they could, it's not something that they couldn't fix. They just have chosen not to for whatever reason. Yeah. I think it's because, I mean, Kenny and Nick have told us that like they have a lot of regrets with what they've done with the customizer and looking back now they would do it drastically different. And I think when, once they roll out the dynamic content and the header builder and all of that, it's going to basically make the, the, the customizer obsolete. And so it's probably, they just, it's not even worth troubling and they'd rather focus on, you know, the long-term solution. Yeah. So they're not, they're, they're not patching a tire that they're changing in, in two weeks kind of thing. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> and they probably thought that they were going to be changing it a lot sooner. Cause I mean, that glitch has been there for a while. <laughs> Yeah, the other issue there is that th things like the main header aren't aren't a fixed height, so they're getting their height based on a calculation of the other elements that are in there. So when you're adjusting the main header height, for example, in um, the customizer, what they're actually doing is adjusting the height of the ET navigation section and the padding above and below that navigation setting. So the calculations in jQuery or JavaScript are then taking time um, before the rest of the code loads. And so you're seeing a little bit, but if they're, uh, yeah, if they're moving away from that, then hopefully not for long. Yay. We've, well, we've been, we've been here this long. <laughs> yeah, there are dozens and dozens of JavaScript, JavaScript functions that are executed just to try to determine how to display the header area once the page is already loaded. So that's where you get a lot of the, the falc. What did you say, Terry? What's that word? Falc? That's Terry knows what I call it. Right <laughs> if you're dyslexic, it's fuok. Huh. I just called it falc. I don't know if anybody else calls it that, but that's what that's that's what that's what Google call it. Flash one style content sounds good to me. Huh. I've never heard that. We could write we could write a blog post on 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 what the falc is falc. Th thank you for typing typing that out, David. Somebody might want to type that into the chat. There you go, because I was kind of scratching my head on that when Terry mentioned it earlier. So um, other people in the audience may be scratching their head as well. So I was just trying to cuss like Leslie. That's what I thought you were doing first. I thought, damn, <laughs> Terry's on it. Was there anything? I mean, I think we've been we've we've covered jQuery pretty dang good today. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say or do parting thoughts for jQuery? jQuery parting thoughts. All right. Well, I will say that <laughs> once. <laughs> Go ahead, Terry. Since jQuery is related to JavaScript, and Mr. Elster mentioned uh, ES6 earlier, which is the latest revision of JavaScript, which gives us things like Node.js, which allows us to use JavaScript server-side, which gets us back to should we be using PHP or JavaScript? Or actually, do we do it on a server with PHP, or do we do it on a client with JavaScript? With things like Node and ES6, you can do server-side JavaScript programming. So that's just a little extra. It doesn't really have anything to do with jQuery. But if you get into it, that's, that's kind of where we're heading. 
Boom. Thanks, Terry. Anybody else? Um, I would just say that if you're somebody that's kind of haven't written any JavaScript or jQuery yet and you were looking for a, a way to move from your CSSing into um, more integral code, then jQuery is a good place to start because um, it was designed to bridge that gap between designers and developers, which I think is a gap that lots of people in the Divi community find themselves in. So if you're interested in moving over, then come and join the party. Yeah. I'm going to try your course. Do it. Because this time last year, I remember, um, you know, I was considering going into like a full stack boot camp. I was going to try to maybe, I thought about learning everything. And then later in the year, I was like, you know what? I just want to stick to design. But that basic jQuery has always, that would still be something that I think I could get a lot of use out of. Um, without having to learn, you know, all these other languages necessarily. Um, so yeah, I like that you said that it's a good thing for the kind of aim toward designers, like your course happens to be. So. If 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 you can't if you can't write jQuery after taking my course, I will personally come and be your naked butler for the day. Awesome. Well, Wait, yeah, I'm not, is I'm that open just to Leslie or not open to everybody? Uh, Tim, I, I think you know it isn't. <laughs> I might be interested in that, you know. Or dirt, dirt, oh, dirt. I can't write jQuery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I don't get it. <laughs> Tim, do you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, the only thing I would add is, um, I mean, I guess this is kind of, similar to what SJ was saying, but I, I feel like a lot of people like Divi or like page builders because it gives them a lot of power at their fingertips that previously wasn't possible, you know, because before you would have to customize PHP templates in order to, you know, have full control over the web page. And I feel like jQuery is kind of that that next thing. It gives you more power at your fingertips without having to do uh, you know, other coding programming languages. And so that's kind of what I see, uh, you know, this audience really liking is getting that additional flexibility in their toolbox. And so jQuery can be that next, next level up. Boom. David. They already reneging on his promise. Golly. <laughs> Brother David, do you have anything you want to say? Any final words um i guess just that uh if you find yourself wanting to do something in the front end you want to do something with css and you find that you can't uh just google how do i blank with jquery and you will probably find your answer awesome good tip absolutely uh, a couple couple of uh questions here someone asks in the comments of the youtube channel any special discount for Divi chatters? I'm assuming they're a meaning for the course. Uh, SJ, do we put a Divi chatter, if they listen to the podcast, coupon out there for course? Hold He's on. You're, 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 <laughs> He's muted. Muted. you're muted. Let me unmute you. Go let's, ahead. let's prove that they've listened to the podcast and make a <laughs> password that can be used as a coupon. And then that way we know that they've actually been here and listened. So like the that. password is pineapple. The password is pineapple. And that's going to be your Divi Chatter 
What's that oh. gonna get you? You get, get you a pineapple. What's it get <laughs> I thought we were, I thought we agreed a naked butler, but if there's something else going on here, then you decide. I mean, if they, if they use the, the word pineapple, what do you say we? If they're listening to Divi Chat, and you use the coupon code pineapple, now we haven't set it up yet. You'll get twenty five percent off. Oh, wow! David's gone crazy. Everybody take advantage. <laughs> and as long as you don't share it with everybody else. Yeah. 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 Don't share it with Keep it, it to yourself. Be good. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The, the coupon will be good for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Shay, you picked the length. A week? 48 hours. 48 hours. 48 hours. SJ said 48 hours. So here's my parting thoughts. In the immortal words of Matt, a little guy who started this thing called WordPress, learn JavaScript deeply because WordPress is changing this year and JavaScript is more important now than it ever was before. And what I've been able to see that beautiful young man up there with the British accent do with jQuery blows my mind. If Leslie learns it, holy shit, look out with her design <laughs> and the jQuery stuff. It's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. And as they, as the sun sets on my good friend, David Elster down there. <laughs> yeah, I got dark. <laughs> got romantic. Yeah, I got yeah, dark. And- uh, I guess we're getting a big storm. It's like, uh, oh. it looks terrible outside, by the way. Dang. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, to a Divi Chat. Let me see what we've got next week on the show. Oh, we're going to have a special guest next week. I'm glad I looked at the spreadsheet. We're going to talk about growing beyond a solopreneur, and we're going to have one of the top WordPress agency experts on Divi Chat. His name is Brad Williams, and he's the CEO and founder of Web Dev Studios. So if you want to, you know, Come come hear what it's about. Tune in next week. And uh, I guess we'll see you then, guys. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for Bye, joining. Bye, guys.